0: You know, the culture is actually damn good.
1: Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey, where y'all This is the
0: Square. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. North of South America, all the ships at sea, let's go to press.
1: Have you been drinking? Hey, that was a good show, huh? During the workday, when you feel possessed by amorous intent, may I suggest that you suppress it? Hey. 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 How you doing? Let's get in the conference
0: room. I would like to invite everyone into the conference room. I would like to have a meeting in the conference room right
2: now. I know for a fact that nobody in the Parks Department reads letters. Does everybody have to be crazy today?
1: Now get me, Sabian! Here comes down along the left side, a puck down low and in on landing scores! Score! Sherry with a game winner with 59.4 to go. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Philadelphia. The puck low for Connor Sherry, who wins it in overtime for the Capitals. Final score,
0: 2-1. That yeah, never gets old hearing John Walton do that, does it? Welcome Stop. to the show, everybody. the sportsjourney.com Radio Network. Stop. Back Stop. on Stop. the air. I do hate to tell John, and I'm Stop. sure he corrected Stop. himself right Stop. afterwards, but Stop. it was that Michael Raffle that has that game-winning ball from a completely impossible Stop. angle. So it's our Stanley Cup Playoff Preview Stop. Show. What do we have to look forward to in the postseason? Because here we are again. Well, we're going to break it down with Capitals insider Samantha Pell of the Washington Post in just a few minutes. As Alex Ovechkin said the other night, time to play real hockey because this is where it starts. So if you were unfamiliar with the way the Stanley Cup playoffs are working this year, and quite honestly, I, I don't think many of you are, but it's gonna be all within the division for the first two rounds. So it's the Caps in Boston and Pittsburgh and the Islanders. That is your East Division first round series. Bruins and Capitals play game one at Capital One Arena Saturday night, 7.15 face-off there. That one's gonna be on NBC nationally. Game two is Monday. Face off 7:30 there. That one's on NBCSN. Game three. You go up to Boston for that one at TD Gardens, uh, Wednesday, May nineteenth for Game Three at six thirty. Friday, Game Four again in Boston, a six thirty faceoff then, and then Game Five. They have not decided the time yet, if necessary. But that one will be back in Washington. Then Game Six in Boston, and if a Game Seven is necessary, of course, that is back at Capital One Arena. What do we expect of this team? Man, that is a really good question. I I don't think we know. As it stands right now, we don't know if Evgeny Kuznetsov or Ilya Samsonov are going to be off the COVID list at any point in time. We also don't know how T.J. Oshie is doing and whether he is going to be available for this series or not. And those are big concerns. Those would be big concerns for any team. And yet, the Capitals kept on winning throughout that, throughout the fact that they faced, uh, they played about a fifth of their season without Alex Ovechkin. The fact that guys have been banged up all year long, that they have started two rookie goaltenders, and it looks like Vitek Vanacek is going to be taking the net for the foreseeable future. And everybody has been really, really good, but they haven't been really, really great. Now, there have been seasons where they all have been really, really great, and what have we seen? We've seen this team flame out in the first round of the playoffs. So, I don't know. Is this the year that they make another deep run? I mean, aside from 2018, hadn't been a whole lot of deep runs in this era, but it's a team that's playing well, and they're getting contributions up and down the lineup. I mean, Michael Raffle, who came over in – uh, at the trade deadline this year with that game-winning goal against Boston. Connor Sheary has been a really good find for the Caps. I think that was a, a great pickup by Brian McClellan. Daniel Sprong has played quality minutes and has contributed. Again, it's up and down the lineup. All four lines have contributed to various times. There's not just one line here with this team that you've got to worry about. And that should be a good thing. And yet... We always watch the postseason because of years past with one eye closed. And this year, it's just going to be so wild because the first two rounds, the teams probably know too much about each other. But the team that comes out of this division, when they recede, is going to play a team not only have they not seen a lot this year, they haven't seen any this year. And to me, that's going to be fascinating to see how that works once we get into the, what's going to be the third round of the playoffs, because we don't have conference finals this year. Uh, It ought to be exciting. So again, game one, Saturday night. What can we expect from an insider's perspective? Let's find out. Maestro, cue the dramatic music. Capitals insider Samantha Pell joins us as we are just days away from, as Alex Ovechkin said last night, the real hockey starts. Sam, welcome. We have finally made it to the end of the regular season. Can you believe it?
2: You know, it's been a crazy season. I feel like it feels like a normal all the way season, but it was only 56 games. Um, but yeah, I know it's crazy that it's finally here.
0: Little inside baseball to start with, but were you? Because I, I'm on all the with you on all the uh, the Zoom post games and stuff. But I noticed, were you? Did you attend a majority of the games, even on the road? Was was the post sending you on the road for those as well?
2: Yeah, I actually went on all most, or I guess most of the road games, and I'll be going all the away games in the playoffs as well. But definitely was one of the lucky outlets that still got to travel um, during the pandemic, and obviously safety first, but um yeah financially the post was able to do that
0: how challenging was that as a journalist to you know to have to cover this team you're there but yet at the same time you're not really there because <laughs> you're only, I mean you're only getting access to a couple of a couple of players uh, every every night as opposed to being in the locker room and and talking to as many as you want
2: right it's definitely a different I guess feel for the entire season I think playoffs are going to be the same where it's not in person it's just over Zoom, and you know, players still realize that you're on the road, they can still see you on Zoom, you know, at different ranks and practice ranks and arenas. But it is different not having that face to face interaction and just having those little moments of talking to players about families and you know, just the random things that would normally happen on a day to day basis.
0: It's amazing how I mean, you would think you think about it on the surface, it, it doesn't seem like that big a deal, and yet the, the longer we went through the season, you realize just being there and having that access you know really does make a difference in how you can do your job
2: oh absolutely and I think a lot of people started to realize okay well you need to look outside of players all right you need coaches you kind of need their families you need former teammates former coaches analysts and I think a lot of people just learn how to work differently under these circumstances and honestly probably helps everyone down the line
0: we're talking with the great Samantha Pell from the Washington Post. She is the Capitals beat writer. And since this is theater of the mind, I guess we can, you all can assume that we're both in the, uh, in the jungle wild. Sam has, uh, Sam is in mm-hmm. the Amazon rainforest, as you can hear by the chirping birds. And I of course have the wild dogs in the other room. <laughs> uh, all right, let, let, let's get into it here um, with the playoffs. I was talking to a couple of fans today and on one hand, you've got to be encouraged by the depth that this team has. They got scoring up and down the the lineup, all and up and down the roster all year long. Goaltending was really pretty good. I mean, it's it, it not great, but good, and, and they were able to win even when without some of their stars, and yet it seems like everybody is still kind of got this, this, this fear of dread deep in their stomach here as, as the playoffs start. What, what do we think about this team?
2: I think not good, but, or not great, but good is probably the motto um, of this couples team, at least for this season, you know, a lot of injuries, a lot of COVID issues in the beginning. And also, you know, currently right now with Kuznetsov and and Samson off. but I would say overall, um, you know, Nicholas Baxter said the vibe of the team was, you know, only positive vibes. I think, obviously this is a veteran group they have a lot of experience seeing Alex Ovechkin back on the ice last night was a really encouraging sign for the entire group and team
1: mm-hmm. so
2: I think overall I think they're pretty confident headed into it but then again you look at their opponent and it's a you know a really surging Boston team.
0: Speaking of Ovi as you said he played last night you're there you're watching him um did he look like midseason OV? Ovi I mean he you know, he, he whiffed on a couple of slap shots. Granted, he was, ha- was not having John Carlson feed him to him. He was having Justin Schultz. But, I mean, overall, in, you know, did he look like he was okay?
2: He did look like he was okay. You know, after the game, he said he felt great, felt, you know, kind of back to 100%. He didn't want to rush things back. The trainers didn't want to rush things back. I think maybe timing was probably the one big thing that everyone kind of noticed. I thought his skating, I think Alan May said it, his skating probably looked one of his best all season. Um, just because he's also had one of those kind of up and down years he had a maintenance day maybe a little bit banged up so I think finally he's maybe finding his rhythm and we'll see how he looks in the playoffs but as long as he didn't tweak anything uh last night he looks to be good to go
0: what's the latest on on um, the two guys that are hurt John Carlson and TJ Oshie uh, the vibe last night seemed to be that Carlson it was just kind of a precautionary thing might as well get him a little extra rest so what about he and Oshie?
2: Yeah, I definitely think, you know, Carlson kind of getting some rest is a fair assessment. You know, he does have that lower body injury. It's kind of been lingering maybe the past five or 10 games or so with Oshie. I think that's more serious. It still is day to day with a lower body injury, but we still haven't even seen Oshi at the rink. We'll see if we see him, you know, tomorrow at practice or Friday before game one. But I think there is a good chance that Oshi doesn't come back for at least the start of the playoffs.
0: When in hockey, when, when. We hear the injury report of a lower body injury. I mean, with with basketball, football, baseball, you get a little more descriptive. They're not very descriptive in the NHL. I mean, what <laughs> no. is it? A groin pull? Is it a hamstring pull? Is it a is it a, a sprained ankle? I mean, what do we what do we assume this is, or do we know?
2: Yeah, you know, when you just look at the Oshi injury and how it he kind of went down, you know, I think on the broadcast you could kind of read his lips and he said something popped um that to me sounds like a hip or something like that I think with Ovechkin you can kind of clearly see it was a groin injury or an upper thigh injury um but since he came back so slowly it seems like more of a groin injury with him but with Oshi, that's still kind of up in the air I think it also depends on if it was you know maybe more leg or knee area with him but it was just another awkward collision along the boards
0: softball question for you but if they've got to play deep into the playoffs without TJ Oshi, how much does that hurt this squad do you think
2: I think it's a significant piece that would be missing if Oshi wasn't there, but there's also so much veteran leadership around this group that, um, you know, maybe they could go a first round without Oshi. but just the way that he's been playing, you know, 20 plus goals, the energy that he brings on the bench and in the room, I think it'd be a huge loss. Hmm.
0: How about, uh, how about Kuznetsov and, and Samsonov? We know they're on the COVID list. Did, do they, have they actually gotten the virus again? Have they just been exposed to somebody and, how frustrated is the front office? Because it, it seems like there's some people that are not real happy with those two right now.
2: Definitely, I think there's frustration around this entire situation. You know, this is their second time on the list for both of them. And, you know, we don't know exactly why they're on the list, but this would be day nine if Kuznetsov and Samsonov were both on the list today. And that kind of indicates that maybe there was a positive test, you know, or they were exposed and they needed two false negatives and it just kind of took longer than they needed to. But again, you know, you can end up on the COVID list for multiple reasons. It doesn't need to be a positive test. It could be contact tracing. Um, you know, obviously they didn't play their first game last week. due to disciplinary reasons. They're both late to a team function. So maybe that's wrapped into this, but a lot of uncertainties at this point.
1: Yeah.
0: Is there, is there really any chance that, that you might try to trade Kuzi in the off season? I'm not as familiar with the NA with the salary cap rules in the NHL as you are um I mean they're unless they find a trade partner they're kind of stuck with him it it seems like I mean that that 7.4 million dollar salary whatever is is guaranteed right
2: definitely you know I think with Kuznetsov there's always been a possibility of trading Kuznetsov I think you just look back at their Stanley Cup run in 2018 that was the best Kuznetsov has played since then and ever since then he's been pretty inconsistent pretty up and down especially this season it seemed like Started, you know, pretty early on on the COVID list, took him a while to get up to speed, was finally working out things with Laviolette. It seemed like they had a good relationship and then maybe his play kind of dropped off of bit and now he's on the COVID list again. So I think for him, the Capitals have always looked to trade any of their guys. Brian McCollins made that very clear of he's always looking to make his team better in whatever way is possible. So if that means trading Kuznetsov or something along those lines, I think they're definitely going to explore that, that this offseason.
0: Amazing to think that a uh, that another piece of that uh, Stanley Cup winning team might uh, might be gone. Do you see Do you see Vanacek, um uh, kind of uh, keeping the net as as long as he plays well in the playoffs? I mean, does I know you know Laviolette doesn't doesn't give up much, um, but do you think Vanecek's played well enough that, or are the, is the I got a better idea? Is the coaching staff comfortable riding him through the playoffs?
2: Again, another great question. I think the Capitals have worked a lot on matchups this season, just with their goaltending. They pretty much went 50-50 with Vanacek and Samsonov down the stretch, and then Vanacek ends up on the list, and now it's either situation. Um, But I think, you know, Vanacek probably deserves that game one start on Saturday. He's played more games. If Samsonov isn't available, it's either Vanacek or Anderson. And I think Laviolette knows the type of goaltender Anderson is. Obviously, he's a vet. He's been there, done that. So maybe they try to give Vanacek the start, see maybe you get game one, game two. And if things kind of go off the rails, at least, you know, you have a, you know, veteran Anderson behind you.
0: It just, this, this postseason is so compelling for the Capitals, I think, because we just, you really don't have a feel as to what's going to happen here, I don't think, do you?
2: No, I think at the very beginning of the season, I think I said, I was asked for my predictions and I said, you know, if this team could maybe go off and win a cup or, you know, they could go out. The first round again. Um it's just one of those another one of those seasons where it feels like they have all the pieces that should work. And then you know you have a bunch of adversity. You have so many questions and goal. I mean again they're supposed to have Henrik Lundqvist um to start of the season. And you know that would have obviously been a major game changer, X factor, whatever you want to call it. Um so yeah I think you know we just look at the first round matchup against Boston and the Caps have struggled. Um there's really no easy way to say that. Uh, the goaltending has struggled against Boston, but then again, it's also the playoffs, and it's it's a clean slate.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. All right, before we go, I I, I got to know, I got to know the the bird's name. I'm assuming this is. I, I did not know that you had a pet bird. This is fascinating to me.
2: Do I have a pet bird?
0: <laughs> I hear chirping in the background. I I assume maybe there's oh. <laughs> a cage back there with a parakeet or something. Maybe a cockatiel. No.
2: I'm actually sitting outside, so that's probably why you hear birds. Oh, okay.
0: Well, it um, sounds yes, like I'm it's. I want to
2: sit outside, enjoy the sun, um, you know, take this, but.
0: <laughs> Very nice. No, it's, it sounds lovely there because uh, down here it's it's cloudy and about 60 degrees. It's it's disgusting. Oh, no.
2: Oh, well, it's gorgeous up here. Yeah, sun's in and out. I guess birds are chirping, but um, yeah, I guess I wish I had a bird, but I'll just stick to the outside <laughs> ones, I guess, for now. <laughs>
0: All is right with the world then. Well, hopefully, (laughs) and hopefully the the Caps get us a win in game one. Samantha Pell, Washington Post. Check her out. Uh, It's at Samantha J. Pell, if I am correct, on Twitter. Yes. Excellent. Uh, We will talk to you very soon, my friend, and uh, see you after game
2: one. Awesome. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And Mick and the clock on the wall say we got to get on out of here. Thanks again to Samantha Pell for joining us. Remember, you can catch us at the SportsJourney.com website as well as Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, iHeart, wherever fine podcasts are sold. Thanks again, folks. Ooh. See you next time. Remember, like the wise man once said, if are on your bike tonight, as always, we're white.